Welcome to A Creative Marriage Podcast with Chris and Morgan King. We are passionate about the marriage God has given us, and we want to help other couples feel just as passionate. Our goal is to give you creative and out-of-the-box ideas to bring more love, more joy, and more fun to your marriage. Welcome to episode seven of A Creative Marriage Podcast, where we'll be talking about home improvement and DIY projects. This is a fun topic. Oh, this might be my, my favorite of uh, the A Creative Marriage Podcast so far. Really? Yeah, I think okay, so. Okay. My favorite topic. We're expecting big <laughs> things from Chris then. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Pressure's on. Oh, man. So home improvement and DIY projects, this could range from a little tiny DIY project like painting on a canvas Ooh. to a... I was com- going to say switching out the cover of a light switch. Oh, that's good too. Yeah. Mm. Like a lampshade, you mean? That or an actual light switch, like the cover, like you don't like the old, ye- you moved into t- to a house and the light switch covers are like the old yellow and oh, you, want, the beige. you want them white. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Um, that's a good one. Okay. Tiny, I like that. Tiny little project. Yeah. To completely redoing a house. I think that's the extent that we'll talk about is gutting a house and redoing it. Um, yes. So because we've done the the few and far between. Yeah, we've done it all uh, <laughs> for 10 years. And going into marriage, I don't think that either of us re- expected to ever do any of the projects that we ever did. But, you know, no, those, those home improvement shows really make you think you can do it. <laughs> uh, and you get all fired up. They give you some confidence. I, w- I will say I have um, a background in love art to start out with. And uh-huh. then I love DIY projects and building to add to that. Yes. Um, and so that what led to me having the desire and even want to. So you watch a TV show like, you know, Fixer Upper with Chip and Joanna Gaines. Do you sit there and you're like, wow, that's cool? Or do you sit there and you're like, yeah, I want to go build that. And I would sit there and say to myself, I want to go build that. Uh-huh. For me, I think I look at it and think, well, man... I'd like my house to look like that. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. I also think, Chris, you and I tend to lean on the, yeah, we could just do that ourselves. So, for instance, mm, whenever yes. we are at a craft fair. I was, that's what I was going to say. If we're ever at like a flea market or craft fair yes, and I, we're walking by the booth. I look at something and I'm like, oh, man, Chris, we should get this. Yeah, and Morgan brings it over to me and she's like, hey, you want to buy this? And every single time I will look at it and I'll say, let me just get a picture of it because I'll make I'll that for you. I'll just build it. Do you know how many times <laughs> he's built what I've seen at a craft fair? Maybe twice. But that's okay because you built me other things. But but maybe that means that you didn't, didn't, need, really didn't want need to buy it or want it in the first place. But yes, pretty much, I would say 99% of the time at a craft fair, Morgan will say that and I'll, the response is, let me just make that for you. So that's how we lean is we can build it. And I, I do say this, the similar you know sentiments um, for being able to do something. So I think we are maybe overly conf- confident in some sometimes um, in that regard. But I do think that this podcast will be applicable to anyone. That's right. Um, and hopefully we'll make it you confident that you can tackle a home improvement or a DIY project, whether or not you say, hey, I can build this or, or you're oh like, my gosh, let's no. Let's just buy it. <laughs> or let's just pay somebody else to do it. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, you know, the doing it together 
I think is the the major part. Yes, that's so true. So I think, you know, Chris has his background and just love of creativity and art and um, working with his hands. And uh, early on in our marriage, I got really into home improvement blogs. Um, They were really big there for a while back in like 2011, 12, 13, 14. And I just really got into those and um, got to see, you know, step by step on how people actually accomplish projects that look so unattainable and um, something that looked very professional. So I think I got a different perspective on that um, to be able to say, okay, yeah, I could actually do this or I can at least try. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So we, that's our background. You know, in 2015, we bought our first house um, and it was a complete gut job. And it was a complete <laughs> fixer upper. So when we bought it, um, we knew where we were living and what we could afford. And we were like, well, if we want to keep living here, we've got to buy a house that we can afford and fix it up. We can't yes. afford one that's already done. And so it almost forced had us had having to do that. Yeah, that's right. I mean, we had to say, okay, if we want to live here, we have to actually put in some sweat and yeah. um, hard work to make this a house that's livable. Yeah. For instance, the guest bath, every time you flush the toilet, water would come out of the bottom and the floor would be soaking wet. Like, that's yes. just what it was. So that was the first project that we tackled in the house because it's just, it's you can't, you can't use that bathroom. That's right. I yeah. would actually say it's the second project we tackled because the first two days that we moved in, I was taking stuff up to the attic and I fell through the roof. Oh, that is, that's right. Yeah. I forgot about that. How <laughs> so, quickly he forgets. <laughs> so we buy this fixer upper knowing we have a million projects ahead of us. Every and room. let's just go ahead and, add and add one more and just fall through the roof. Well, it was the ceiling. I mean the ceiling. The Sorry. Ceiling. The yeah. ceiling. Yes. Yeah. Fell through the yeah. ceiling. So this this fixer upper, uh, we tackled room by room pretty much um, or project by project. So um, just to give you some idea, like when we say room by room, you know, the bathroom was a room to us, but a project could be crumb molding and you know, the house. And, um, so we Taking did down popcorn ceilings. Yes. That's project. a project. Yeah. Yes. Yep. So we did everything <laughs> from tiling to installing new doors to doing electrical. You, you don't need to name I mean, the whole house. It was literally the entire house took out all the drywall, did the plumbing, did the electric. Yeah. So it was a whole, pro- a whole, a whole, house, whole house full of projects, yes. including the front and backyards. Um, again, we did not anticipate doing that uh, or buying a house um, that would need that much work but that's where we landed and we kind of rolled up our sleeves and said all right here we go like we got to figure this out because we just bought this house and we have to live in it that's right yeah. yeah um so over you know since 2015 we uh fixed up that whole house got it you know how we wanted it and then sold it <laughs> and moved <laughs> so we enjoyed it not planned at all definitely god's plan not That's our right. plan but we enjoyed it for a couple months before we sold it and moved. <laughs> a couple months <laughs> oh man and now we have another house um here where we live now and um we're taking on smaller projects and not a complete gut job which has been a sigh of relief um but i think you know we can look back over the last 10 years and kind of look at what how we've been successful with these projects and how we've um you know 
taken, uh, you know, made our perspective a little bit different as far as we see these huge projects or this huge list of projects that seem unmanageable, not doable, and we've taken it down. So it is doable. We learn. We have fun most mm. of the time. Um, and we, you know, we still have, you know, a friendship and love at the end of the day in our marriage. So I think the first thing that we have done, real like that's so important, I guess, as far as home improvement and DIY projects is to research. Um, and that takes time and energy and sometimes it stinks and you just don't want to. You just want to go and get it done. Yes. But my goodness, to be successful and not to have the headaches in the middle of a project like, you know, you're eight o'clock at night into redoing a bathroom uh, and you've had to turn off the water for the day and you can't turn it back on until you get this one tiny piece for your, sh- your shower to be hooked up correctly or else water's going to spray everywhere. You have, you have to figure it out and that requires research. So you don't get in that scenario and that scenario we've been in. Absolutely. And it requires going into a weekend thinking, all right, we're going to get this project done this weekend really can't ever do that. And we've learned our lesson on that because you just have to be completely patient uh, with those projects. But the same, the scenario that Morgan's speaking of, I mean, you have to go back in, sit on your couch and watch YouTube videos for an hour to figure out how you're going to do this, finish this plumbing job and make sure you have the right, you know, tools to do it before uh, you you can complete it and before the stores close as well because you need your water back on. Yeah. So research the heck out of that project, you know, watch videos, look at blogs, prior, talk to people in to Lowe's. Just do all the research prior to starting. Yes. I mean, you watch as many YouTube videos as you need to watch. Yes. 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 Like sometimes, I mean, it's been weeks of research before we oh, even start absolutely. on a project. Because we really messed up at the beginning. We would do it on the back end. And that scenario that we're speaking of, you know, you start a project and it's like, oh, I don't really know how I'm doing this. So let I me go. Know the next step. And then it's, you know, two o'clock in the afternoon and now it's five o'clock and you haven't done anything for three hours because you've been having to research about how to actually do it. Yeah. And now it's 10 o'clock and Lowe's is closed and you haven't had dinner and you're so tired. Definitely speaking from not has ever happened. Yeah. Right. Maybe once or twice. Yeah. I do. I will say too, I think research helps you to be confident in your skills and abilities, even if you're not a like handy person. That's right. Um, so if you're sitting here thinking, oh my gosh, I, you know, I, I can't switch out. Like I wouldn't even know where to start about switching out an electrical plate um, for our light switches. You can do that. There oh, are absolutely. projects that you can do and not outsource, not pay somebody else to do like, and you can, and, and you can feel accomplished afterwards. Um, even if it's like a small project to other people, it could be a huge thing, huge deal to you. And that's okay. I believe doing every project I've ever done, small or big, I've been able to find something online where someone has done it before and you can watch and see how they did it. Yes. That's so important. Well, so I mean, helpful. we are visual learners, so that does help us. So helpful. Uh, the other thing Chris does, which it's not really cheating. It's, you know, you're getting <laughs> you're getting quotes from Well, I will say I didn't do this on purpose, but we when we first started uh, tearing out our first ever bathroom, tore out the the drywall, and then we were looking at needing to move plumbing to add a tub and a shower head and every and all the faucets that we needed to add. 
And so myself thinking, I've never done plumbing before. I probably shouldn't tackle this big project right off the bat. But so we brought in plumbers and probably two or three just to get estimates to see. And that is, you know, definitely something you want to do if you are getting help is to get estimates from more than one person Mm -hmm. um, just to hear all the prices. But I had two or three plumbers come in to look at it and give estimates. But while they were doing that, I kept asking them tons of questions of how they're going to do it. By the end of the third guy, I literally, every time one of them would leave, would take notes on how they're going to do this. And by the end of the third guy, I knew exactly how to do it. They essentially taught me how to do it by me just asking Asking them what what they were going to do. Yeah. Um, And so after that third guy, then I went to Lowe's and got all the tools and everything I needed and was able to do it myself. So just learning from that in the future. And I ended up doing it with another one of our really major projects. Uh, Morgan wanted a door. What do you call the door? A pocket door. Morgan wanted a pocket door in our bathroom. And I had no idea how to install a pocket door. So um, I got a carpenter to come over and explain to me how he would do it. And then install the the pocket door. So um, big projects like that, it definitely helps to have you know, people to explain to you how they would do it. Yes, definitely. And you know, people at Lowe's and Home Depot and specific departments actually did those kind of jobs. Sometimes, before. Yeah. yeah. Or they do them on the side. So I know we've used um, the guy at Lowe's in, in the plumbing. plumbing. A lot. Ask him tons of questions. I would take pictures of the plumbing yes. on my phone. I would take it in and ask him which hose or which, you know, piping I would need. And he would just take me right to it. Yep. He would know exactly what I was looking at by just taking him pictures. Sometimes they give you good tips that aren't in videos or, um, you know, resources online too. So that's super helpful. Um, you know, along with research, I think one of the most important things with home, home projects and whatnot is, you know, looking at your finances and figuring out your budget for the projects. Um, and then also seeing, okay, realistically, how much is this project going to cost? Yeah. Uh, we all yeah. will always overshoot budget wise for projects because it is always over. I don't think we've ever come in below. Well, we do because we overshoot, but yes, yeah, we right. love to, and I, I'm the one that started this. I love to overshoot the price of a project because then every time I'd finish below it, celebration, right? I Get a little extra know, money. Oh, I thought over. that was going to cost us $2,000 to complete this bathroom and it cost us 1800 Yes. Yeah, it makes you feel so In the good. back of my mind, obviously, I'm knowing that, you know, I thought it would come in around 1800 but... Mm-hmm. If I say two thousand, and then it is two thousand, it's like okay, yeah, that's what I budgeted for it. But so. at least you've got that wiggle room to that's work right. with, yeah. yeah. So, you know, with finances and and making that budget um, comes, um, you know, your priority list of projects and. You know, with a whole house to do, it's very easy to kind of get overwhelmed. But when you kind of break it down into, okay, here's my priorities, and these are like ones that we want to do in the next two months, and um, because they're so important, like we have to have a working bathroom that doesn't leak on the floor. So that's obviously going to be number one. And then you break that project down into smaller projects um, and say, you know what, here's what we got to do first. We have to demo, and then uh, we have to figure out how to install, you know, a tub and then um, a toilet and well, actually it would be tile next, I guess, and drywall. And I mean, you just break it down. So you take your projects and you make a list and then you break down each project uh, when you're ready to go on those. 
Yeah, I think one of the main keys to it is patience. I think if you sit there, say you're listening to this and you're like, well, I'd never want to take on such a big project at all. I don't think I could. I think patience is a big deal with that because you're probably sitting there thinking, this is going to take me forever when I can just get a guy and pay him and come in and just do it real quick in a weekend. Yes. Um, We have created so many great experiences just doing it ourselves. And so patience with that is so key. So when we are planning and prioritizing uh, one project, it definitely in the back of your mind, you know you have to be patient with it and patient with each other. So Mm -hmm. Morgan's expectation of me, I don't feel like it's a heavy burden on my shoulders that Morgan's thinking to herself, I really want Chris to just get this done this weekend. If we were hiring someone else, it would just get done. It would just get done. I don't have that in the back of my mind. And I know Morgan's not thinking that. She understands and we understand each other. She understands that, okay, Chris is doing this. We're saving $3,000 by him doing this and we can use it on another project. But patience, it's not going to get done nearly as fast if we did hire someone else out to do it. So I think that is part of that prioritization. Yes, patience and communication might be the two most important things when tackling home improvement Absolutely, and under, understanding of each other <laughs> yeah. and where they stand, where each other stands. Like you don't hold in, you know, talking to each other about it. At the end of the day, how do you each feel? I, this feels like a really bad day or this. Yeah, this was really hard. Yes. I'm really frustrated with all the dust. And right. that's another thing I'll say from the uh, person who cleans the you know, does the majority of the cleaning and uh, tidies, uh, you kind of have to get used to having a project going on and perhaps a little bit more dust than you're used to. Um, and just being okay with that for a few days. That took me a long or a few time. Years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, that did take me a long time to get used to and come to terms with. And now I think I'm... Um, more okay with it than I used to be, but goodness. Yeah. Talking about, you know, expectations as far as how quickly you're going to get a project done. Uh, that was hard. Cause at first, you know, you see, I think the shows set you up for very, um, not realistic expectations of what your spouse can do. So I'm thinking, yeah, Chris is going to be able to tell this whole bathroom in a, in a weekend, but goodness no and that just you know the expectations need to be maybe you need you overshoot as far as your timeline um along with your finances as as far as that goes and and thinking okay this is going to take him three weeks and then when he's done in one and a half it's like hey nice work yeah let's drink a beer i remember when uh, we were redoing our entry way and i was building uh essentially a closet storage for shoe shelf and uh, coat rack and everything and like a mini mud I told Morgan I'm gonna get this done in six weekends and in the back of my mind I was thinking I can get this done in four weekends but I'm telling her six uh, just so she'll think it's gonna take six and I remember her saying to me there's no way you get that done in six it actually ended up taking me six even though I thought I could get it done in four uh-huh. which to me was a celebration she thought I got it done in the time that I told her even though in the back of my mind I'm thinking I really want to get that done in four but at least I got it done in six and it was more of a celebration than okay yeah I'll try to knock that out this weekend yeah yeah <laughs> like it was at the the start of things okay let me uh you know I will take down the popcorn ceiling in probably three of our bedrooms this weekend and the hallway. Yeah. Absolutely. Sure. We can do that. Uh-huh. And then one month later and we're still, still have plastic hanging up and taking <laughs> yeah. down popcorn ceilings. <laughs> yeah. I think uh too, it's important to remember when you have kids 
uh, everything's going to take longer. Things right. come up Absolutely. unexpected, you know, it's just makes it harder and, and things take longer. So I know for us looking back, I think God made it so that we bought a fixer upper at the perfect timing. Cause we did not have a kids and we had all right. the time in the world. Right. Uh, would we buy a fixer upper now? Probably no. not. I mean, we've bought a house now that definitely has some, some work, some bigger projects that we're right in the middle of right now with a kid. Um, and we're learning how to how to work on that, which is hard, especially when you want to do work on the weekends. And this leads us to our you know next part of the conversation on when we actually do the work. But mm-hmm. uh, right now, obviously, I can't be uh, <laughs> as loud with a nail gun when Malachi is trying to sleep. It doesn't doesn't really work as well because no, no. nail gun is extremely loud. Um, trying to. I completely demolished our our bathroom downstairs. So breaking up tile flooring and tile walls is an extremely loud thing to do. And so we've definitely had to communicate and work on when we're going to do this. And Morgan's like, okay, I'm taking Malachi out. We're just going to go on a drive for two hours, knock out as much as you can, be as loud as you possibly can. So we've had to work on that with, with the newer house that we bought. Yeah. Yeah, figuring out that timing is important. But, you know, two of the two of the other times that we found to be really good work times is before work uh, during the week. So you know, prior to eight o'clock in the morning. And I'm I'm a really early riser, and so when we started doing this, I would wake up and do devotion time, work out, and then it's like, whoa, it's only six forty five. I can knock out something a whole hour before I had to work. So I would get you know a little bit done in one hour, and you'd be surprised little by little hour after hour adds up you know a whole week of working three hour mornings that's a saturday you think about from noon to three o'clock in the afternoon you just got work done during the week yeah same thing at night too you know after dinner if it's seven o'clock seven just give yourself an hour uh to work and cut yourself off at eight um you know and i think that's been really helpful for us too and it's even like little stuff like the other day i was pulling out uh, staples from wood for Chris. And mm-hmm. that took me probably an hour to do. And it's like little things like that. You, you can just knock out. Yep. Save um, me a lot of time. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So little things like that after work that, you know, you're not going to start sweating again. You don't have to take another shower if mm-hmm. you've already taken yeah. <laughs> one for the day or whatever. And you're, you're okay with it. And Yep, just put on some Jimmy Buffett like I have and just <laughs> go to town on some staples. <laughs> that's right, that's right. But yeah, working at night uh, can work out well too. And actually, you think sometimes you get done with work and you eat dinner and you're like, okay, now I just want to absolutely relax. Um, and I, obviously, being a person that likes to do creative building things, I get a lot of energy back when I start a start work and give me 10 minutes to get into it. And I'm ready to keep going. And it mm-hmm. gives gives me energy to start that up, um, even on weekday nights. And I've realized working on weekday nights and weekday mornings has saved so much time on the weekends where we get more family time. It's like, oh, it was so beneficial to be able to do that during the week and get more family time on the weekend. Yep. Yeah, I definitely think it can be energizing. And you can really feel accomplished, especially after a work day where you might not have felt so accomplished. Mm. And then you take an hour and work on your home with your spouse. And it's like, man, that felt good. Like I can see I can see the results of what I just did. That's right. It's pretty cool. Uh, Supply wise, you know, this is something that, uh, gosh, we learned uh, the lows that we live next to in Charleston was 
um, so busy. So we figured. <laughs> Extremely. <laughs> I think it was one of the top grossing lows really in the is. country yeah. or something. Uh, but we learned very quickly when to go. And this might be very applicable to where you live, too. So we wanted to share this. But we found that lows early in the morning, like 6 a.m. to 8 a.m. is is a great time to it go get some supplies. Um, another t- good time, and we we did this often, we would pretty much close down Lowe's at, in the evenings. No one is there. It was Right before awesome. it closes. We would literally do work all day, get ready for a shower, get ready for date night, go out on our Saturday date night, uh, go out to eat, go do something fun. It's 8 o'clock. When 8.30. We, when we would normally be heading back to the house, we're like, Let's just stop by Lowe's and we had planned, written a list. Let's get our tools and our material, everything we need for tomorrow Yeah, um, to work on our house. And we would go in there. No one is in there Saturday night at 830. And everyone wants to help you because they don't yeah. have anything else to it do. It was awesome. Yeah, it is. And then the next day when you're ready to go on the project, you don't have to go to Lowe's to grab your stuff. That's you can right. just start. That's right. So gosh, that's a good feeling. Yeah. Um, as far as uh, figuring out supplies and options. So, you know, when you're maybe redoing a bathroom or redoing your kitchen or even like, let's just say redecorating a room and you need a new couch and side tables and a bookcase. Um, I think for us, it's been really helpful for one of us, uh, to take on the role of like the researcher to bring those ideas to the other person so that they're narrowed down. Both of us are researching and we can, I can quickly give Chris those options. We choose, we order, we're done. So that's something I know, you know, we talk about all these projects and different things that you do during a home improvement um, project or a DIY. And a lot of it, you know, for me, I, I can't do like we need Chris's expertise or his strength to accomplish that. But this is one of those things that uh, I can actually do. So I can be the researcher, figure it all out, give him those options. And then he, that's something that is taken off of his plate. And it took us some time to get to the point where we realized that that was saving us so much time. So let's say for instance, we're picking out fans. We had to put new fans in every one of our rooms in our house And so instead of us, me sitting down, researching fans for two hours online, Morgan doing the same thing, she just does it, and then she picks out her favorite ones. There was no point for me to pick out ones that she's going to shoot down and no reason for her to just do the same and vice versa. Mm -hmm. She picks out her favorite ones. I don't even need to look at ones that she may not even like at all because all the ones she's showing me are ones that she likes. And what Chris is basically saying is... I have the ultimate say. <laughs> oh, am I? <laughs> so those options that I bring I was just him. saying that she comes up with amazing ideas oh, and she you. narrows it down so great. Then I can just tell her and be honest with her. So say she brings me 10 fans to look at. I can go through those and narrow it down to three and be like, these are my top three. And she'd be like, okay, I'll just pick from those three. Great. Those, yep. those were already on her list of ones she liked, which is even better. And then I've told her all the ones I don't like. So we've got it narrowed down quickly. Yes. And we do this. So we we do use Google Documents or Google Docs for our, um, our priority list of projects, um, our finances for the project, and then um, also our, our options list or our supplies yeah. list. So um, that is, you know. I th- that works for us. It's, it's just a shared document, and that's where we re- kind of record everything, too. And um, 
Well, actually, we have a good example of why this is so important to to have somewhere is we ordered kitchen chairs from Amazon and they mm. we ordered them two months ago. The shipment got delayed and then the new date of delivery uh, on that day, we checked our order. It was canceled by the seller. Chris and I were like, after two months of waiting on these chairs. Yeah. So So we haven't had kitchen chairs. We didn't have kitchen chairs, (laughs) but we had, I had all the options still in our Google doc. So I could, didn't have to re-research. I literally just went back to our options and said, okay, what, what other ones that I liked are still in. Yep. And here we go. We just re, we just ordered some new ones. So, um, not from the same seller, obviously. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, we really got him. Yeah, we got him. (laughs) I did review him on Amazon. I sent a review. <laughs> you never he never commented. <laughs> oh man, um, we do work differently though. So this is kind of the last to sum it up. I get not to sum it up, but just to end us out on projects. Um, you know, thinking about you and your spouse, you probably are different in how you work, and you're probably going to have to talk through that. Chris and I certainly did, um, as far as project wise. So I am somebody, I do this with email. I do this with pretty much everything. Um, if I start something, I am closing the circle. I'm closing the loop until I finish something else. So I can't read two books at once. I'm more of a one book reader, finish it, move on to the next one. Same with projects. So if I was, you know, redoing a kitchen, that's all I would be working on was, is the kitchen. Now, Chris though, I like to I really, I love to do multiple projects, but they're all different types of projects. And I have a great example of this currently. So right now we have uh, completely gutted a bathroom in our downstairs. Uh, Like I had mentioned, taking out the tile, taking out the tub, taking out all the walls. And so it's completely gutted. So that is my main big project, but I also love woodwork. So on the side, I have a couple woodworking projects. So building shelves for our kitchen, uh, building shelves for our DVDs in a, in a theater room. These are woodworking projects that I love to work on. So I always like to have projects on the side that I love to work on. And then that way, if the big projects that I'm working on get frustrating, I can always just go to the project that I love at the time. Maybe finish out the day working on the project that I love if I get frustrated with the big one and come back to it later. And Morgan has realized me leaving a project doesn't mean I'm giving up on it at all. I definitely come back to it. Um, but she knows how much more time manageable it is when I come back and restart it because it really does work out better that way if I walk away. This is something, too, that Chris knows I don't enjoy. I do not enjoy the fact that he does multiple projects. But I have had to lay this down, my desire for how he works project-wise down, and just accept this is the way it's going to be if I want him to really get projects done. I mean, if I made you do one project at a time, how I would do it. I would not enjoy it. No. And I don't think that it would, it would get done as quick either. And I believe Morgan's mindset, and she can correct me if I'm wrong, is if I start a project and I'm not finishing it and I'm doing other projects, then I'm never going to come back to that. I'm never going to actually finish that project. And she now knows obviously of us doing major projects for over five years, that's not the case. And so little by little, she started to learn, he'll come back, he will finish it. Um, For example, in the house that we just moved into it, we needed to do the trim in the house. I got some of it done right before we moved in, but I didn't get all of it done. So 
Um, I actually had to step away from it for a couple of weeks because we have some vaulted ceilings and the trim was very difficult. And I told Morgan, I was like, I'm not going to go back to that for two weeks. I'm going to work on other things. Even though in her mind, she's like, I don't really want you to do that. Oh, I just want you to finish the trim. Just finish just the finish trim. the trim. And I, in my mind, knew that I wasn't going to be able to do that until it just hit me one day. I'm like, let's do it. Let's rock it out. Yeah. Roll up our sleeves and go. Yeah. So I hope this was helpful for anyone who's listening. You know, this is a big topic. I think anyone who's married has home projects. That's right. At some point, even if you've bought a brand new house, you may be sitting there thinking, this has nothing to do with us. We have a brand new house. We never have to do any projects. But or I feel we're like, renting. Like some people yeah, are, could be renting That's and right. they're thinking, yeah, well, but you just call you, somebody. Yeah. Well, you could have home projects. You could have little tiny projects that you need to complete, complete with your spouse uh, or, you know, in your home in some in some form or fashion. Yeah, some of our favorite projects, actually, when I go think back on it, were ones that, from when we were renting, I built, when we were renting, I built this uh, spice rack that we still use to this day. Mm-hmm. In our little apartment, I had a little jigsaw out on the deck mm-hmm. um, that I used to build. So yeah, you can still have projects when you're renting as well. Yeah, but hopefully, you know, kind of some things we discussed um, help you to take those what seems like a big project and narrow it down and give you some good steps and guidance on uh, what's worked for us at least. Um, And I just challenge all of you all to not always resort to needing the quick fix. I mean, a lot of times we can always just say, I'm going to call somebody to do this. But if you really are thinking about the moment, think about the time um, that you can spend together as a couple working on that and problem solving and how you grow. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, if you think about your work in your regular day job, you grow with those people because you're working on projects together. Mm-hmm. So think about that with a house project, um, any project that you have in your house. Morgan and I get to grow because we're not letting someone else do it. We're learning together and just working on it together. And it has grown our marriage so much doing projects together. It's grown our communication. It's grown everything. And it's quality time. Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah. So what we're loving right now, um, to end us out, you know, this is, it's, we're still quarantining. We're still working from home together. And We've been loving emailing each other during work, even though we're <laughs> like so 10 fun. feet away. We're literally ro- like rooms right next to each other. Yes. But, but we'll we email, email each other. And I love getting an email from work. Like, oh, well, this is great. Yeah, it's so fun. <laughs> so maybe email your spouse tomorrow while they're at work, even if you're in the same house working or even if you're not. Um, just, you know. Don't take that for granted, the fact mm. that you can email with your spouse during the day. That's I know right. it's been fun for us. And sometimes later. Morgan will email me and I'll just be like, ooh, I'm just going to go in and talk to her about it right now. Yeah, But then yeah. sometimes we email because it's not really a good time to talk, but we just want to email. Yep, that's right. That's right. So next episode, episode eight, uh, we are going to dive into gifts within your marriage. Yeah, so this is not spiritual gifts or like strengths of yours. This is like birthday gifts, and Christmas, Christmas gifts. and anniversary and yeah, surprise gifts. gifts. So we will be sharing about ours to each other. Can't wait. See you all next time. Thanks for listening.